welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. Boo. Did I get you, Dave? Are you scared? Yeah, you got me. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? That's the end of our Halloween special. There it was. The Halloween edition, Ian Hates Music. That's all we need. There's no reason to go into any more of that shit. I'm sure by next week we'll have some Halloween stories, maybe, from other bands. But since we're doing this technically on Halloween, you know, I'm not going to go into major stuff. We have so much to talk to, and I am so punch drunk and without sleep that this one's going to be yeah. a tough one. Yeah, this this week's a tough one. Just put it like that. In a good and bad way. I agree. So you know what, Dave? Instead of going back and forth and blah, blah. Let's get to this. Otherwise, these people are not going to hear this episode because I will not have time to go through it. <laughs> Let's go. Here we go. Scene news. All right. Well, we start out with a great uplifting story here. As I'm sure people have heard or heard recently anyways, Twiggy is no longer in Marilyn Manson's band or yeah, how do you say it? Do you say Manson's band? Yeah, I was I was wondering that myself. Marilyn Manson's band? I don't know. I guess this is what you say. But Twiggy's yep. been a member for a long time. He was also a member of a perfect circle at a point, but his ex-girlfriend from Jack Off Jill came out with a story about how allegedly he had raped her when they were still going out as boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, this is a um, whole bunch of a uh, allegedly going on in this one, too. Oh, yeah. We are covering this whole thing <laughs> with allegedly. Yep. No doubt about yes. it. And it's really, it's not even a subject we need to go into on the show. Sometimes we do tackle really shitty subjects here. But really, the point of bringing this up is to let everyone know that Twiggy is no longer in Manson's band. Yeah, if you want to know more about it, look it up. We're in no uh, position to go shower on anyone's career right now so allegedly and go look it up yeah exactly i mean twiggy's comment about it wasn't necessarily condemning you know what no, i mean which was wasn't. very strange yeah. which could lead to maybe that's true but it's such a gray area to when people were dating and when they weren't dating and what some action means to one person when it didn't mean that action to another person who are we to say they need their yeah. evidence, they need whatever they want, they can go through it. But just so people know, if you go see Manson when he's, you know, not injured and goes back on that tour, which I assume he would, Twiggy will not be there. Yes. And mind you, this story is relating twenty years back. Yes. It's a good amount of time. If you've noticed, Dave, that's the new thing now. Is everyone's oh, yeah. talking about things that happened twenty and thirty years ago like they happened today. Yeah, that's the new thing. And maybe that's because the hurt of the action stays with you for your entire life. Maybe, but I just find it weird how it's becoming a thing recently. Well, you know how America goes on tangents, right? Oh, yeah. I think we're just on one of those right now. And look, unfortunately, I'm all for people getting their comeuppance. So if that's the way it goes, yeah. then that's completely fine with me. It just all depends on forgiveness and apologies and did they mean to do this here? Did they mean to do that there? I mean, we're giving roundabout answers because there's really no big debate we can even have on this topic. So we're just stating what we can. Yep. Pretty much sums it up right there. Well, here's a fun one. Let's let's really get the venom out, Dave. All right? Uh -huh. I've been waiting for this for a while. 
So dating all the way back to when Ian Hates Music started, and even before that, when I was just on my own doing random shit, I have a serious problem with award shows. I don't care what award show it is, I have a problem with it, especially when it's in this music industry and our scene. Yes, um, we've seen plenty of these shows. Um, Whoever has the most Twitter followers wins, um, to sum it up. (laughs) Pretty much, and we've gone off on the AP Awards, we've gone off on Revolver, and now we're going to go off on Loudwire. Now, I don't follow anything Loudwire really does. I hope they do well for the scene. I don't really know it that well. And I read a couple of interesting, conflicting articles. One said that this is their inaugural awards, which yeah. might be an yeah, inaugural yeah, yeah. concert and awards together. Maybe they just do awards normally. And this is, you know, trying to rip off what AP has done, which is, you know, the live show and then the awards at the same time. That's a possibility. Yeah, it felt like the same thing. And the other says this is the seventh time that they've done this. So I don't know. <laughs> and nor do I care. And I don't want to yeah. do any more research for it because who gives a shit? Yeah, I scrolled through the winners and that's all I needed to see. Yeah, and <laughs> I checked to see how the voting was done. I guess it was done by fans. I'm not sure if there's, like you said, if these shows are going to exist. Fan voting's not the way I'd go about doing these awards but i don't know of a better way to even do it so they shouldn't happen exactly i think that's the thing not only do i not trust the fans to do it but then i also don't trust the people in charge to do it no not at all because really we'll talk about it once we're done with the list but this seemed very similar to the revolver awards similar to ap awards there was nothing really that different here yeah it it was a carbon copy with some very very radio rock bands right And what I'll also say is I did not watch any of the live performances. So I have no idea if it went well. I don't know any of that part. I watched some and it was just as you would expect an AP show to be. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Well, here we go. Let's do the list at least. (laughs) I kind of, I want to read the nominees as well, but then I also don't want to take that much time to do it. But I think in context, you have to hear this because here, why don't I do this, Dave? I'll just name pretty much all the bands that were nominated for every single award. How about that? All right. Let's hear it. So we got In This Moment, Corn, Papa Roach, Pretty Reckless, Body Count, Code Orange, Metallica, At the Drive-In, Mastodon, Power Trip, Foo Fighters, I Prevail, Nothing More, Mice and Men, Dragon Force. It's it's so, who gives a shit? (laughs) <laughs> pretty much every single one is nominated for every other award. Yeah, it it was a combination of probably 20 bands nominated all for the same thing for every category. Right, <laughs> right. So here we go. We'll see how much this upsets people. Hard Rock Artist of the Year was Stone Sour. Ooh. Metal Artist of the Year was Avenged Sevenfold. Metal. Yeah, name. metal. Yeah. <laughs> Hard Rock Album of the Year was Stone Sour. Oh, <laughs> metal album of the year was Event Sevenfold. Wow, it's so weird how these categories that's, are going together. Odd. Yeah, what a strange yeah. way this is happening. Wow, hard rock song of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I prevail with Alone, which is probably the softest ever rock song. Yeah, yeah, I prevail. Oh gosh, I. I... I could talk about them for too long, so hurry up and get to the next one. (laughs) 
Metal Song of the Year, Power Trip, Executions Tax, Swing of the Axe. I don't know. I've never heard this band before. Yeah, I'm, never, I'm clueless. But maybe they're amazing. Maybe this is the one that is different than what we would choose for everything. Who knows? <laughs> Best Lie Band is somehow Iron Maiden. Huh. Somehow. It's not, it's not running off any nostalgia at all, no. is it, right? And Beartooth <laughs> isn't even... Like, Beartooth's the band that is in this category or should be in this category, and they're yeah. not even there. Huh. Like, the only people from our scene technically in this category is the Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah, some hell, hell of some nominees right here. Um, can't wait to hear the rest. <laughs> Most dedicated fans, Baby Metal, of course, I guess. <laughs> Breakthrough band, Beartooth, who's been around for years. Okay, yeah, right. Breakthrough, yeah. Well well done there. Best New Artist, which somehow is different than Breakthrough Band. Breakthrough Band is a band that's been around, that breaks through. New yeah. Artist is one that just does well from the beginning, I guess. And that's Greta okay. Van Fleet. I don't know what that is. I've heard of them before, but I've never heard their music. So I can't comment on that one. Okay. Best Guitarist, Zach Wilde of Ozzy Osbourne and Zach Sabbath, which is fine. He's a fucking amazing guitarist, but is he the best guitarist right now? Have my doubts. There's always someone better. Best drummer, the guy from Gojira. Okay. Sure. Don't know who that is. Fine. I, look, I know they have good drums. That's fine. Okay. Best bassist, Steve Harris of Iron Maiden. <laughs> What's funny is didn't didn't Fieldy from Corn win the best bassist on AP's award? <laughs> Yes, he did. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then the one that I want to kind of focus on for a second, the best vocalist. Oh, boy. That went to Chester Bennington of Linkin Park. Uh, uh. Now, I am not saying that they nominated a bunch of great people in this category. They had yeah. Maria from In This Moment. They had Bruce from Iron Maiden. Miles from Alter Bridge. What the fuck? MLNY from Royal Thunder. Never heard of that band before. And Corey Taylor of Stone Sour. Now, Corey Taylor is an amazing vocalist. I think he did a really bad job in this new Stone Sour album. I think that album is garbage. But guess what album is even worse than that album? Ooh, do tell me. Whatever the name of the Linkin Park album is. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. It's bad. People can go back to when we were making fun of Chester when he was saying he was going to punch everyone in the face. And we did a review of whatever that album's name is. We destroy that album not because we were looking to get back at Chester, but because that album is straight garbage. Yeah, people, they kind of look back on that album now and somehow it's good now to them. I'm so against that. It's crazy. Um, the music's bad or good. Um, right. <laughs> I feel like you can't sh turn the page after you've already gone over it when it came out. Um, that, that would be lying. <laughs> I mean, you can go back later on to an album that maybe you didn't like originally and check it yeah. out again and maybe your taste has changed. That's fine. But nothing about that album changed. You can't look for hidden meaning in that album when you're just yeah. talking about, let's just talk about vocals. We specifically, yeah. and this is me and Jackson, Jackson and I at the time, I know I specifically made fun of Chester's vocals because it seemed like he could not sing whatsoever anymore. Yeah. And that's not um, just live. That's on that album. 
Yeah, and typically I would say, um, like, I, I mean, obviously we understand why he won this, most likely. Um, but typically I would say, hey, that just took away the spotlight from someone else, you know, that could have won that and really appreciated it. But it's not going to because the sympathy card. Um, but I looking at the other nominees, I'm sure that other person that could have won probably wouldn't have been the best vocalist either. Well, you have to think about the amazing music that came out in 2016 to 2017. However, they're weighing all of this right now. I don't know what their timeline is. But the self-serving shittiness of Loudwire to even put Chester's name down. See, that's the thing. I can understand that fans saw, hey, go vote for Chester so he'll win Best Vocalist. I see that. That's not the issue. The issue is Loudwire should not have even had his name in the running. Linkin Park is not nominated for anything else because Linkin Park stopped making rock music a long time ago. Yeah. So why would he just all of a sudden, it's like, like if they had put like fucking Sia or Lady Gaga as a vocalist on their list, it doesn't make any sense. It's just purely for publicity because they got a lot of news stations that put it out afterwards. Chester Bennington wins best vocalist on live on Loudwire or Livewire, whatever the fucking name of this place is. That's the yeah. problem. They're a piece of shit company because they did that on purpose for their own means and not for anything yep. else. Yeah. That's why they suck. So <laughs> I gotta check their name. What is it again? Loudwire. Loudwire Music Awards, fuck you. This isn't on me. <laughs> yeah, this is on me. Go fuck yourself. You guys fucking blow. And you can take that as a quote from me to you. <laughs> I told you, man, this is going to be a salty episode. It is. <laughs> and uh, honestly, why would, I mean, if we're going down this route, why not Chris Cornell? Good point, man. That is a damn good point. Yeah. What about every person who died this year? What about Prince? Yeah. Why isn't Prince nominated? Prince made more rock music yeah. than Linkin Park did by the end. Yep. What the fuck? And I'm not even, don't even tell me I'm talking ill of the dead. Because first of all, one, I don't care. But second, it does not change that that album is fucking terrible. That album's really, yeah. really bad. Don't tell me <laughs> it's it not. Is it Cold World bad? <laughs> it's actually. Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh-huh. Is it Cold World bad? All right. Ian's not going to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> What I'm going to say is, if you gave me the option of the two albums, I would listen to yeah. Cold World because at least that's closer to rock music than Linkin Park. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm just making a point now. Every episode, I'm going to mention Cold World. <laughs> I knew you were a homer for them. I knew you loved it. Uh-huh. I knew you secretly loved it. Love it. Someday you're going to turn on this camera and you're going to see just a big banner behind me. Cold World. You're lucky I don't turn the camera around. You'll see it. It sounds like you said don't know the listeners. A big we have bear. webcams. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about Chester coming up later on in the episode. But I just, okay. I don't know, man. That was just so shitty of them to even do that. And then the reason why I'll always rip apart award shows is because they shouldn't exist. Why yeah. do any of us care? What artist wins any award? Now, I understand that the artist probably likes going to the event and hanging out with people. Like, I would never want to take that away from them. That's probably fun. But in general, though, these awards mean nothing. And the voting is so like, why can't these award shows be used for bands that aren't as well known? I would be 
and I would be very interested to see that. Because that's a big problem. And actually, if we're done talking about this, Dave, we can move on to the next one, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's something that kind of transfers right into this. I uh-huh. don't know if you saw or not, but the cover girl for AP this month is Ash from New Year's Day. Yep. But it's this whole layout not really focusing on the music. Now, she has a clothing line. She has makeup and she has all that stuff. Like, that's great for her. I think they just recently said they might have a new EP coming out in maybe 2018. Yeah. That's not enough to give someone a cover story. No, they, they did it 100% based on looks. Yeah, and that's fine. She's a beautiful woman. I very much enjoy looking at that cover. Yeah. But why can't that cover be given to someone who has a new album out who doesn't normally get the publicity? Why can't it be someone who like needs Master it? Flame would yeah. be really nice to have on there. Something right like that would be great. But instead, yep. really? It's not even the yeah. whole band. It's just her. Yep. And I'm not saying she's not interesting, but she doesn't need a fucking cover. Not right now. Are you upset Jeffree Star wasn't on this one? I am. I wish Jeffree Star was on every cover of AP. <laughs> How many do you think he's been on? Because I will go back and look after we're done here. Take a guess. I'm pretty sure it's only one. You think only I one? I think it's only one. Because I know it was recent right. because we talked about it. It's within the last year. Right. For okay. sure. I'm going to do some digging. But that's just what AP is. Like, AP is yeah. not for us anymore. And maybe people can no. jump on us to make fun of it. Like, oh, you guys are always taking shots at AP. You're nowhere near as big. Eh, not the point. But then also, if AP is so big, why do they keep ripping me off? Yeah. Like, it used to be a bit before. I guess I have a pretty good rant about AP right now. This is, I mean, it's hard to admit that, but... I feel like our scene of music really holds on to bands that were good in 0809. Sure. And we really stick with them and we haven't had a new band really come up. I prevail but I don't really want them to come up. But <laughs> there's so many that we're holding on to from that era, for example, Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Sure. Pierce the Veil. We're holding on to them so tight mm-hmm. that we can't let anyone else come up to be that big anymore and the ap doesn't help with this by continuously putting bands like i just mentioned continuously on the front of their cover and i definitely agree with you i think if one of those bands has a new album coming out and they had something drastic happen like when bring me the horizon has a new album come out i am gonna fully enjoy reading an article about the difference between that's the spirit and what they're doing now I'm completely fine with that. Of course that's going to happen. When A Day to Remember says we have a new album out, absolutely, completely agree. But when they're doing, hey, let's do a flashback to emo, and what is emo, and let's talk about when we were there on the scene. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) We have so much good music out there now. Why are they focusing on that? And I know they're a magazine, they have other stories that are going on at the same time, but this is the cover. This is what everyone looks at. And there have been countless bands in the scene that have come out with new music or done something innovative where they're like, nah, we're not going to talk about them. What's Ash doing? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a really good one recently that I really feel like should be on there. I don't know. What's a really good release we've had? The Fucking past Silent Planet. Yeah. that Good people too. Yeah. Like all the humanitarian things they do, everything else that goes yeah. into being a DIY band. Why isn't there a fucking cover of a bunch of do-it-yourself bands. Why is it One-Eyed Doll on the cover of AP? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why aren't these smaller bands? Where's Sirens and Sailors? Like, 
Where are all these bands that need more than that little, that little paragraph blurb when their album comes yeah. out and maybe they put a star rating which never dips below four? Yeah. Why not Bill Murray? Yeah. Why can't they do a whole retrospective of Johnny Frank with what he started as, where he built himself from, and where he is now? Yep. How difficult would that be? That's why I do podcasts is because I can go and explore that instead. Because AP hasn't done anything for me for years. Yeah. my I, I would even have AP Magazine if it was everything I, we're talking about right now. I would be excited to get it. Look, I do get it. I still get it. I haven't paid for it in a really long time. And I'm probably sure that since they know who I am, they've probably canceled my subscription because I haven't gotten a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going after them a lot more now. Oh, yeah. So it only feels right. Like I said, they just keep on, they rip me off on the promotion that I use. There are real things there, people. Like, it's not me making it up. There are so many different ways. They have tons of money. They have a whole shit ton of staff. They have people doing this full time. And yet they only recently started doing things that I've been doing for a long time. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll get later into album reviews and maybe we'll find out why they dislike you so much. I don't even remember which one I'm going to rip apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, remember, you did make AP a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then that fucking <laughs> pussy never said anything else again. <laughs> fucking bitch. <sighs> See, I told you, man, this is this is the angry Halloween episode. This, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> I just hope I have time to get it out to the people. Yeah. Like, no sleep, no nothing. I put out so many Ian Hates conversations. Ah, what are we doing? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next story. Someone reported that Jordan Buckley of Every Time I Die was getting sued because apparently, or allegedly, he jumped off the stage one time recently during a live show and landed on some girl. And I'm assuming that other people caught him because there was no other talk about it. But someone said that he was being sued by this person. He is unaware, but the girl was saying that she like had a concussion and had a yeah. whole bunch of issues. And I don't even, it was described as catastrophic injuries. Yeah. Um, funny I didn't hear about it until reading the story. Yeah, I would say catastrophic injuries would mean paralysis or yeah, say, yeah. death. <laughs> you know, like something yep. like that. Losing an arm. And, yeah, and she said she didn't. He didn't let everyone know he was about to do some crowd surfing either. I would bet money that she was looking down at her phone or using her phone. That's absolutely possible. But here's the deal, though. First of all, when you go to a concert, you should do your research to know what a band yeah. does on stage. Yeah, watch a live music video. That's why they're there. Exactly. It's an honest assessment. If you're going to go see Guar, they're going to fucking spray you with fake blood and shit. It's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Know that before going into it. Know that every time I die, get really rowdy and jump into the crowd yeah. from time to time. Now, on the other hand as well, sure, you're not supposed to expect to get injuries like that. So anyone saying like, oh, well, you decide to be there, so of course you're going to get injured. No, no, no. You're not supposed to expect to get injured, but you are supposed to protect yourself and know your surroundings, which is also, hey... Even if he hadn't crowd surfed, which we don't even know if he did or not, but even if he hadn't been the one crowd surfing, there's probably five to ten other people right behind your stupid face 
that are crowd surfing, yeah. they're going to kick you in the back of the head no matter what if you're not prepared. That's what you have to do. You have to be prepared for that shit. Yeah, I, I feel like this is just the most obvious thing ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to blame the victim here, but I'm. this sounds pretty fraudulent anyways. I don't really believe this. So obviously no. I don't want anyone to be hurt. Yeah. You just have to also know your surroundings and know what show you're at because that's going to happen. If you don't want to get hurt, not saying you should expect it, but if you want absolutely yeah. not to get hurt, then you stay the fuck out of the pit and off of the rail. Go listen to country music. <laughs> You're just going to go completely blatant and don't even listen to the yeah. music. You go to this country concert and stand there with your buddy. I was going to say you can go to a metal rock show and stand away <laughs> from the mosh pit yeah. and be completely fine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But also, once again, fuck crowd surfers. I'll say that forever because fuck them. They're never the ones that get hurt. It's always everyone else. It's such a fucking selfish thing to do. Fuck you, but I would never stop you from doing it. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. It's like freedom of speech. It's like, sure, yep. I think every single person should have freedom of speech. Just know there are going to be consequences to your actions. So oh, definitely. I think you should be able to crowd surf at a concert, but also fuck you. If you put out a turd of an album, guess what? Ian and I are here to talk about it. We definitely are. And we're going to talk about a lot of them today. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> All right. Now, we don't normally talk about this that much, but there have been two articles recently that came out about album sales. And it's very hard to judge album sales now, as everyone knows. There's, I mean, come on. Do I have to go through it? No, I don't. Yeah. On the one hand, they're saying that Stick to Your Guns had their best sales album to date with their brand new album, which we both really enjoyed. Yeah, which is awesome. And I told you when we reviewed that album that I didn't much care for their older stuff. So obviously they, they gained some fans right there. And if I'm not mistaken, that album did around 8,000 copies on the first week. Something like that, right? Yeah. Now on the flip side, they're saying now that We Came As Romans, that had that monstrously shitty album that we went over last <laughs> week, that that album, was it Cold World? Uh, yeah, something like that, Yeah. <laughs> They're saying that they've had their like worst-selling album, at least from their last album, that sales are down yeah. 65%. They're down to 8,000 copies, and that's considered a terrible, terrible sign for them. <laughs> yeah, um, they really need to review that album before they put it up next time. And that song, Encoder, or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I got comments about that. You were like, we can't believe that you made us listen to that shit. <laughs> no, what's really funny is whoever reported that, whatever sales, should be like, no, no, it makes total sense. Go listen to the album. Yeah. We can't I, we can't I, believe I would, they sold eight thousand. I would put that on my top ten worst songs I've heard this year. Encoder. No, I would definitely agree. Maybe top three. I mean, for this year, most of that ten would be from gossip. But but I, I guess squeeze it in there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Though I will say we are going to talk about an album very briefly today that is worse than gossip. Oh boy. Very briefly though. But anyways, look. <laughs> the new We Came as Romans blows. We said that already. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just more like fuck it. <laughs> I just don't care. Yeah. It was so bad I forgot about it until I read that. I still really like David Puckett. 
I think he's a great drummer. I just don't know what happened on that album. I know he probably didn't have that much input on composition and lyrics and all that kind of stuff, so that's fine. Yeah. But, man, that album fucking blows. Stick to your guns. Very good. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. Quick one here. We did not talk about Kid Rock running for Senate before, and we're not going to talk about it now that he was saying he was pretending. So fuck him. Oh, darn. I was really looking forward to that one. Well, I know you are a Republican being in Ohio and all. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we can talk about the one person that is universally beloved from Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> so Wes Borland, he was talking, he was talking in an interview when asked about the new Limp Bizkit album that apparently based on what Fred Durst has said, and I have no idea what Fred Durst says. Apparently he had talked about it a couple times, one time saying the album was available on the internet already, if people could find it, one saying that he hadn't done the vocals yet or something, that he's working on it. Wes has basically said he has no idea what's going on except knowing that fred is apparently in the studio and has been for a really really long time trying to choose tracks that he wants to put vocals to and then once he's done he'll send it over to wes and wes will in his studio put everything together and make an album um if a limp biscuit album comes up about within the year are you going to make me review that it depends look wes borland's still (laughs) awesome man wes borland's awesome yeah it depends on how bad the album is (laughs) <laughs> but anyways there's your there's your weekly limp biscuit update there it is <laughs> so now a quick one and this goes straight out to jackson fox news was talking about random shit i guess and yeah. happened to state that radiohead is the poor man's Coldplay. <laughs> i talked to jackson about it and he said yeah what's your point <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that. I watched that video on that. Um, he said that Coldplay or Radiohead stole things from Coldplay. Oh, they totally did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone should waste their time looking it up. No, don't. Or anyone should listen to Fox News. Or us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. That was all just a ploy to make fun of Jackson. <laughs> Another quick one. Brand new confirmed that they will be done as a band in 2018, and all the hipsters cried. They did. They still are. That's the sad thing, is we can't even say, oh, you know, all the emo kids were disappointed or something. You know what I mean? Like, we can't even, they're not even emo anymore. We have to say hipster or indie rock guys, you know, guys with crazy mustaches. They're the only ones that care that brand new is done. Pretty much. (laughs) And it's sad because I, I don't I don't believe they're breaking up either. I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah, anymore. I don't I don't give a shit. I saw them so many times live when they were good. I really enjoyed yeah. their music for a long time. They're just not my style anymore. So I'm not taking anything away from them. They went and did whatever the fuck they wanted to do. But I'm not going to wait in line again for tickets and have everything sell out in three seconds and not be able to get anything. I don't even know how I would stand through a brand new concert anymore. Yeah, I think everyone on listens to the show knows my feelings on brand new by now. I still think you're pretty <laughs> fucking weird for that, by the way. <laughs> I'm not even going to stand with you on the anti-brand new stuff because I'm not. It just also doesn't matter to me if they end or not. Because they're also one yeah. of those bands that says, yes, we're done in 2018. But three years later, it can be like, oh, here's a surprise album. Knock yourself out. 
Yep. And just not care. And that's fine too. Yeah, I'm sure. And their newest album, I think, was their it went to number one. Probably. It's the first time they've done that. So that's cool, but then you break I'm gonna get go out on a high note, I guess. Look, all I'm gonna say is hashtag I stand with chilies. <laughs> Next up on a rather sad tone, actually, Guar's guitarist, and I believe you pronounce it Balsack. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Yep. Friend of the show now, Guar, actually. I should have said yep. that. It turns out that he's been diagnosed with a chronic blood cancer. Yeah, like a, a bone marrow disorder, you can call it. Um, sounds extremely serious. It is. They're saying he has, what, four to five years to live or something like that? Yeah, and from what I understand, it's. I don't think it's reversible, but... There's a cure or there's a procedure that you can go through, but it has yeah. like a 40% mortality rate, which is insane. Uh-huh. So Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think there is a way for him to get this. I think he's going to do it in 2018. So right now, just think about it this way. He's out there every night on tour with Guar. Yeah, and he didn't even know he had this disorder till he was on Warp Tour this past year. That's crazy. Who knows how long he's had it before then. He, and he, you didn't hear the story come up on warp tour so he really dealt with it the entire time no it's crazy yeah so now they're looking for a matching donor and then i guess in 2018 he's going to try and have the procedure and then right now while he's on tour he'll go off miss a day or a show or something every once in a while to get a blood transfusion and then just keep on going like that's fucking rock and roll though man that's metal as fuck yep respect him for that absolutely man i hope he gets better soon i think that fucking blows yeah that's crazy Go see Guar in concert, by the way. If anyone has a chance to do it, go do it. And I guess last but not least is a time we'll talk about Chester Bennington again. So we had talked about this last week. They had the tribute where they decided to do it streaming for free. And this was last Friday night, right? Uh, Yes. Now, I stayed up probably 45 minutes of it. I was out, but I watched <laughs> some videos, but some of most have been taken down since then. Yeah, I'm sure they want to put something together they can sell. Yep. And don't get me wrong, it's it's a decision of whether or not to really go into this completely because yeah. the pros of it are, one, you're giving all these people, no matter how much money they paid to get in, you're giving these people a chance to celebrate someone who they love pretty much, right? Yeah. So that's a very positive thing. So. You know, the rest of Linkin Park getting together and kind of celebrating chester is also a plus as well yeah that was awesome to see they were all they looked to be in very very like uh they look really energetic up there which was good to see yeah and then you have the live stream for free as well so they didn't yep. ask people for donation i mean there were you know there was stuff you could donate to but in general that whole stream was free now there were yep. commercials you know there were in mike shinoda you know mentioned some stuff i think his uh, Chester's wife did too, like all that kind of stuff. Like they had to, I think, because that's sponsorship. That's what happens. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I debated a lot of how much to really go into this because I haven't yeah. been a fan of a lot of stuff that's been going on. I like the idea, but I think it could have been done better. That's probably a good way to put it. That's probably yeah. a good way to put Some it. Some people were there for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I think that is true. And I guess there's no reason to point fingers at it. But I would take away from this that one, obviously, Chester was loved. But I yeah. think we already knew that. Like, just because Chester acted crazy 
before all this stuff went down, just because Linkin Park has put out bad albums does not mean that people didn't look up to him. He was very talented. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people would. So I don't think that was ever really in question, even if he hadn't committed suicide. People would still look up to Linkin Park. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Regard. Yeah. Regardless, everyone was definitely there for Chester. I would say you could tell Chester was appreciated a lot by everyone in the crowd. My biggest issue came from, like I said, people being there for the wrong reasons, which would be either pointing fingers or promoting yourself. Right. Which right. That was that blew my mind. Yeah, that was very strange. That was very strange. And if you watch it, you know what we're talking about. I ended up going back, so I couldn't stand any more of it. I couldn't take any more. I had to stop. It started rough. It really started rough. And it continued to get rough throughout the whole thing. Now, apparently, the experience inside the stadium was a lot different. Uh But I can tell you, and maybe people can just call me heartless or soulless or whatever, I would hate to be in an arena where everyone was singing the songs. I would hate that. Because that's not why I'm there. I'm not there to hear you sing it. I am not there to share a moment with you. I am there to share yeah. a moment with the band, not you random people. So that's Definitely. just, that's me. Uh, so that's why I didn't go. Yeah. I mean, not only do I not have the money, and not only do I not like Linkin Park for a long time, but I would not go. That's why they had the live stream up. Right. I will be there or watching the videos afterwards, but I would not want to be there. I end up watching all the videos afterwards. So I know what I'm talking okay. about when I'm going over this. Do you know, which I, I should have mentioned earlier, do you know the song they left it on? The last song was the worst song they could have Leave picked. it out, right? Yes. Yeah. That's a weird... The lyrics? Yeah. Are not fitting for that. Like, that song should have been played, period. Well, I'll always disagree with that. Because it has some meaning to them. I mean, it does. But I feel like if you want to leave... The- I, let's say it shouldn't have been the last song. I feel like you it's what you the last note to leave it on. I don't know if those lyrics really leave a real positive feeling in you. Well, think about one step closer. Yeah. I mean, think about all Linkin Park songs for a long time. I mean, everything I mean, I'm not even yeah. gonna start naming every Linkin Park song. They didn't do Breaking the Habit, right? Yeah. Um That would have been a more positive ooh. song. Yeah. But that was all Bleed Chester though. Bleed It Out does have the lyrics like do say like a noose right but hold on though let me twist this just a little bit and bring it into something topical as well what about people that were getting mad at people dressing up for halloween as ghosts or dead people who happen to have slits across their throat or things on their wrists possibly make someone think about suicide when that has really nothing to do with it it's about making marks and having blood come out of your stupid dead body you see what i mean so yeah, it's hard to adjust that. Plus, Linkin Park songs are like that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people connected with it. Yeah. What would you say your highlight is? Hands down, the best performer. There was no one else that was anywhere close to Jeremy of A Day to Remember. Yep. Okay. We're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, a, it was kind of a shame that he didn't have more of a song to do because that was more of a Mike Shinoda song. Yeah. I said this to Ty. Ty and I had a debate about this. Like, I kind of wish he could come on the show and we could do this, you know, actually on the air. Uh-huh. I said, look, I don't think Linkin Park should continue on. I don't think they should be a band anymore because I think they uh-huh. can each go off to other bands 
and make something new and still do well. So they don't have to live off the name of Linkin Park. But if for some reason, if they were to go on and bring in another vocalist, I think Jeremy could be the new lead singer of Linkin Park. Yeah, that it would be that would be wild. I guess I didn't think about that. He did damn good. <laughs> no, he really did. Like impressed me. Oh yeah, no, it was amazing. But then of course, you know, Ty started to say how Lincoln Park is better than a day to remember, and I was, you know, on a day to remember side because I think seven good albums to two is a big difference. But, you know, he was putting more on the hybrid theory, had more of an impact record sale yeah. wise, and I don't think record sales means anything when it comes to good music and bad music. I've, yeah, and I do think there's a big time gap. That's the other thing. If a day to remember record came sales, out, yeah. yeah, in 1990, whatever. I think yeah. they would have done just as well, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it. we can compare records that come out within like three to five years. Not that long. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a debate sometime because I'm sure people people get super pissed when someone passes away and then you talk honestly about their work. People get really mad. Yeah. So people are probably getting mad. They're going, Linkin Park's so much better than the day to remember. Sure, you can say that, but to me, and I've said this many, many times, to me, I think Linkin Park only has two albums that are any good. Yeah, I agree. I don't care about the impact made when we're talking about what I would rather listen to. Because that's also the thing, too, by the way. You give me any A Day to Remember album and you say have that or hybrid theory, I'm listening to any A Day to Remember album. And I know people are super pissed and they're turning off their podcast. They're like, oh, I can't believe it. This is crazy. No, I don't. I don't care. That's my feeling. And if you said the same thing, I'd be like, cool. Like, that's fine. If you want your final album ever that you listen to be Hybrid Theory, I wouldn't make fun of you for it because I understand the impact it had on people. Yeah, it had an impact on a lot of people, just some more than others. And you have to remember, too, tastes change over a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah. So I love that album as well, but I listened to it so much over my life that there are other albums I would prefer to listen to. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy, happy I... uh evolved from my 2008 emo self <laughs> right <laughs> well look i'm still emo i'm all of the <laughs> random i'm post-hardcore i'm metalcore i never got out of screamo like that's still me it's coursing through my veins yeah, right I... now <laughs> maybe after the show i'll send you a picture of my photo of my emo days you'll be very impressed just you can't be posting it. i'm putting it on social media baby bam <laughs> we need our listenership this is our up. co-host <laughs> But yeah, man, it, I, I think the reason why we're also bringing it up is the experience in the stadium was much different than the live stream. And they had the big controversy with Ollie Sykes from Bring Me the Horizon. It looked really, really bad on the stream. It really, yes, really it looked bad. But he's a great vocalist, so I also don't put that past him. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that he would be. He came out and said that the production team played his raw track from the night before like the practice yeah. session or whatever. But I can tell you this for a fact, and I love Bring Me the Horizon. I always have. And I love what Ollie does, and he has an amazing voice. But when I saw Bring Me the Horizon recently with Under Oath and Beartooth, I yep. talked about on the show, he was playing with a backing track, and his vocals were much lower than the backing track. And the I think it was the programmer, yeah, keyboard guy, whatever his name is, he was doing, I think it might be Jordan Fish, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was doing the main screaming, unclean vocals and stuff. So I'm not saying that was the case here, but I wouldn't have been surprised. No, I went to that show as well, and that's exactly how I felt. So I don't know. 
I, I don't know what to say on that. Like he's saying not, and that's fine. Look, I don't think he promoted anything for himself. It wasn't like he was there to promote Bringing the Horizon. He was there because Chester Bennington, I think, was like one of his, if not his biggest influence into getting into music. Yeah. So mm-hmm. nothing against him there for sure. That vocal choice, whatever he was trying to do, probably wasn't the best. No. I knew that performance was butchered within 30 seconds. Right. And let's be quite honest, too, without getting into too much, most of those performances were really bad. Most of them. Yeah. And it showed... Most of them, yes. It showed, if not anything else, that Chester was very unique and you needed him to make those songs work. Because Mike Shinoda is not a vocalist. He's not a singer. He's a hip-hop yeah. rapper, almost. He can't sing. Yep. So that's something else. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing as well. But yeah, I didn't see anyone there that I thought did well at all, except for Jeremy of A Day to Remember. Yep. But that I wasn't agree. the point. The point was to have, I guess, everyone in the stadium sing along. Like they did a couple songs where they didn't have any vocalist and they just let the crowd sing, uh-huh. and that made them feel good. I don't know, Dave. I guess let's end it with this because I think we got most of our stuff out, and I'm sure people are pissed because they can't be honest with themselves and they don't like open conversation like this <laughs> but i'm not closed-minded and neither are you and that's why we have these conversations where we actually have real thoughts and talk about them is there anyone right now that if they passed away and i'm not saying suicide i'm just saying passed away that's a musician that you would love to go to a stadium like that and do something like that um no i don't think so i mean i would I would maybe contribute and sometimes they have like time about some type of like support merch or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd be interested in that. I don't know if I would go to like a live performance like that, because like you said, I don't, I don't like when people are singing the song. I, I'd rather just listen to the people on stage. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I don't, when I go to a concert, I don't feel like I'm sharing a moment with the audience. I feel like I'm sharing it with the band. Yep. That's why that's why they're up there. Yeah. A show, what the audience does at a show never makes it better. It only makes it worse, in my opinion. I would love yep, to go to a agreed. show where there's no one else there. <laughs> it's just me oh, yeah. rocking out listening to bands. Like that would be amazing for me. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been to one of those that was almost like that. Oh, really? <laughs> well, local yeah. shows aside, I guess. Yeah. But I really did think about that too. And there are band. I mean, My Chemical Romance, Funeral for a Friend, Alisana, From First to Last. Like, I can start naming bands that have meant the world to me. But you know, fucking, you know, hopefully this never happens. I hope they're immortal and <laughs> nothing ever happens to them. But if one of their lead vocalists passed away and they were doing that kind of event, I don't think that would be for me. Yeah. So it's very hard for me, for me, yeah, to to think of it on that level. So I'm glad that the people in the stadium had a good time, but this whole live stream and everything probably just wasn't for us to begin with. No, agreed. All right, man. Well, after those long-winded discussions where I'm sure we pissed plenty of people <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. I think it's time to piss some more people off and go into new songs. So are you ready? Oh, it's time. Here we go. So we begin new songs tonight with Asking Alexandria, Where Did It Go? Their self-titled album comes out December 15th 
on Sumerian Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Hands Like Houses, Anna's song, Open Fire. The compilation album Spawn Again, a tribute to Silverchair, comes out November 17th on Unified Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have another new one from Like Moths to Flames. This is from The Dust Returned. The album Dark Divine comes out November 3rd on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Phineas, Hell Below. The album Dark Flag comes out November 13th on Solid State Records. Let's take a listen. Now the new one from Hit the Lights. This is Believe in Me. Let's take a listen.
And now a new one from Varsity. This is I, Lucy, in parentheses, Lucifer. Let's take a listen. Next up, we have the new one from Tear Out the Heart. This is Up for Days. Let's take a listen. And now the brand new one from Old Wounds, Only Your Enemies Leave Roses. Let's take a listen. Now we have The Last Gang, Sing For Your Supper. The two-song, seven-inch titled Sing For Your Supper comes out December 8th on Fat Wreck Chords. Let's take a listen. Next up, Story of the Year, Bang Bang. The upcoming album, Wolves, comes out November 8th. Let's take a listen.
Next up, Actor Observer Northern Skin, the 7-inch release titled One Another, comes out November 17th on Party Smasher Inc. Let's take a listen. Next, we have Converge, a single tier. The album The Dusk in Us comes out November 3rd on Epitaph Records. Let's take a listen. And now a brand new Attila track, three, six. Let's take a listen. Last up, here's another part of the brand new single from Soft Spoken. It's called Begin Again, and it comes out officially on November 3rd. Don't forget, go to their website, pre-order, and you get a t-shirt, their previous EP Pathways, plus a bunch of other stuff for 10 bucks. It's a great deal, some great music, a great band. Check it out, and here again is Begin Again. See what I did there? Dave, 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 we have finished with new songs. There was a lot of stuff there. What do you got for me? I think we need to just cut to the chase here, Ian. <laughs> we need to stop bullshitting around. All right, let's do it. Where where did it go? <laughs> is, that, is that rap core? <laughs> I, I heard it on that Friday, and I put it out on social media. I think I said, where did it go wrong? 
It went wrong <laughs> when Danny started to rap. That's rap. Um, yep. Country rap, screamo. I'm not sure how many of those I would say he's done successfully. <laughs> he just doesn't care, and that's fine. No, I I don't care to listen to much more. I did I did predict it'd be a Creed like song, so I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong on that one. <laughs> it's more of a it's more of a like a Fort Minor song or a. Eh, there you go. No, it's a it's a fuck you song. It's a fuck you yeah. to the audience, and that's not being like, oh, I'm really mad. No, that's what the song is. If anyone listened to the lyrics, it was saying, yep. I'm going to do whatever I want and get ready for it, yep. basically. Because they didn't want that track to be the one where people listen to the album. They're like, oh, look at this outlier. They wanted to put it out there for everyone to know they're going to mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck they want on this album. Yeah. This really, really dark part of me wants them to sell like 15 copies. I don't. I want this to be awesome. <laughs> One bad song I, does not mean an album is terrible. Or is it foreshadowing something horrible? It could be, but I have a lot of trust in Matt Good. I, I just right. do. I, I really do. And what was really funny, too, was when I posted that comment on Twitter, friend of the show, Chad from Farewell My Love, commented and was like, Ian, it looks like we just have completely opposite tastes in music. <laughs> so i know there are people out there that liked it yeah but i like a lot of asking alexandria tracks that people don't but that is probably one of the worst for me okay i don't think there's we're getting all the yeah well we're getting all the some of this some of these uh turds out of the way here um hands like houses they covered that song you wanted to hear (sighs) yeah that was Was it's a hands like houses song isn't it i don't know it's a little bit more distinguishable (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was super disappointed like from the opening note i was like no they did not understand what this song was about (laughs) it just doesn't work everything they tried on that track just doesn't work and now i'm very very iffy on that compilation yeah um i guess a highlight again would be like monster flames that album is gonna have to be amazing that that album is gonna be just pure gold yeah i'm i'm calling it now i like it what other highlights you have look i like the hit the lights song i that was really interesting yep i really like the old wound song i thought having kevin back is out of the blue and pretty crazy Uh in general i mean he left to be a barber like we remember talking about this on the show and like shit you know what are what are old wounds gonna do and then they brought in another vocalist and then their drummer became their vocalist, the original member, and then he <laughs> left. So now Kevin's back, and I really like that track. Yep. So there's some good things we said so far, right? I mean... Wait, are you still trying to... Well, I will also say I like the new Varsity track. Okay. Yeah, I liked I, Lucy, the, the, Lucifer. Yeah. Their Facebook version of it is like recorded with a potato, so don't listen to that one. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, the one on Spotify is good. Okay. But the whole part about Varsity that's always interesting is, so Marlene Mendoza, the one who put out that awesome track that we talked about for a while, she Mm -hmm. used to be in Varsity. So they had to probably, I'm guessing, re-record this track without her in it. So I don't know what the original would have sounded like, but I like what this one sounds like. So look, if we now get two good bands because Marlene left Varsity and we get Varsity and Marlene, and they both put out good yep. music. That's awesome. Yeah. And how do you feel about the reboot of uh, Story of the Year? Eh. I think my biggest thing, honestly, 
is like, hey, you couldn't have titled your album something different from Rise Against? Like, they literally just put it out. <laughs> like, I know other bands, I'm sure, over the many, many years of music that other people probably yeah. titled their album Wolves. But seriously, Rise Against just put that out. Yeah. <laughs> Not that difficult. <laughs> Not that fucking nope. difficult to come up with an album name. It can even be similar to Wolves. I mean, just just change it up a little bit. Yeah, even say like them wolves or I don't know, the fucking wolf. Wolfie Wolferson. It's <laughs> <laughs> something. I don't care. What about you? Was there anything else that stood out for you? I would say Phineas had a good track. I like that. Um, I'm still pumped it on solid state now. Actor observer. I'm trying to remember what that one sounded like, which is probably a bad thing. No, I bet you if you listen back to that, you'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right up my alley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we had some we had some positive things to say in new songs, right? Well, hey, that wait means a we second. We have some positive things in new albums, right? Well, we'll go to that, but wait a second. Are you seriously going to leave off the new Attila track? <laughs> Fuck you, man. It's, Are you not um, down with Satan? Uh, it's an Attila song. Oh, <laughs> that's not fair. I don't care. I like it. I fucking like it. Give me your three sixes, man. I, I would say I think it's it's awesome what he does. It's a sound that I can't really get into all right man well that's it then i think it is time to go to albums oh boy yeah is it our favorite kind of favorite part of the show now i gotta get my boots on for this one. Oh shit track through some shit all right man here it is our favorite part of the show Ooh, Dave, this week, I, I don't want to ruin it for everyone, so maybe we should just go into it, but this is going to be tough. Yes, it is. It was tough. So let's start with All Pigs Must Die, Hostage Animal on Southern Lord Records. My review is meh. Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say meth. I said meh. M-E-H. <laughs> Are you just naming drugs after I? drugs because that's how that made me feel oh okay yeah there's no use in talking about this anymore nope next up we had sharp tooth clever girl on pure noise records this is a hardcore band a female fronted hardcore band and i really really wanted to like this i really did and it sucks because when you talk about a band like this it sounds like when you talk about a band like this not being good it makes it sound like you're like oh i don't like women or women bad i don't like women if people can go back to all the episodes of ian hates music which i recommend because they're amazing fucking episodes if you were to go back you would hear me talk about how my favorite music is either woman fronted post-hardcore screamo bands or the dueling vocals between a male unclean vocalist and a female clean vocalist. Yeah, Crazy 88. Yeah. Oh, for example, yes, who has, I'm sure, another amazing cover album or cover EP coming out, like, tomorrow. Yep. (laughs) But so when I listen to this, I'm like, yeah, I want to hear this. But her vocals... (laughs) I'm like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, the vocals were so incredibly bad. 
And then the topics, and this is where maybe I just don't connect because I am a man. And, you know, I haven't told people that, but that's how I identify. (laughs) She uses words like mansplain and fuckboy and stuff like that. And now, Dave, can you just be quiet for a second while I explain to you what that means? (laughs) I'm ready. Oh, fuck. And now, everyone, you can cover your sensitive ears because I'm going to say something that you're probably not expecting. But here's a lyric from one of the tracks. Every time you say faggot is a bullet through my head. And that is screamed at me multiple times in this track. For a band who gets their message out by using vocals, it seems very strange to say that we should not be saying a word. Yeah, um... (laughs) <laughs> you see what i mean i don't have much yeah yeah there's not much here <laughs> yeah, well here's the thing there's also a track where she says what part of no don't you fucking understand and you get the point of what they're going for it's just not yeah. done well and that's no. the problem because then this gives you know it's unfortunate that a lot of women have to have that mantle on them of like okay if one woman fronted band isn't considered good then all women must be bad at this. And that's simply not the case. So don't take it like that. This album to me was not done correctly. No. I'd like to see the fan base to this. I would too, man. I'd probably get some dates. (laughs) Because I'm actually legitimately out of here a nice guy. So I'd probably treat them well (laughs) so they never have to hear fuckboy or say don't mansplain things to me. But it's just so like it's just not done well. But what I will yeah. say that's good about this is that is great that there is music out there where people like that can get their voice heard from it. You know what I mean? So yeah. there are songs where in our scene we can talk about women tearing out our hearts. You know what I mean? And we can yeah. talk about that. This gives another for that really seedy, shitty part of humanity to be like... Yeah fuck you rape sucks and you know like all that kind of stuff like that's fine to have this i just wish it was done in a better way yeah i feel like since we we've already dumped on like the actual content (laughs) and um i think it's only fair you let me dump on the artwork oh go ahead so have you ever played the game uh is it called turok yes turok okay do you know how to go into microsoft paint and flip (laughs) the picture horizontal (laughs) so the dinosaur is facing the other way zoom in crop copy that wait do you say crop or crock (laughs) that head out yeah and there you have it there is the sharp tooth clever girl album cover unfortunately a lot of stuff wasn't done that well a lot of repetitive instrument work as well i was really hoping for more that was the whole point i was really hoping for more also it seems like a fucking really weird pickup for pure noise like what are they doing on pure noise (laughs) <laughs> I, I guess I appreciate that that they're trying to expand, I guess, but yeah. this was not the right way to do it. New. No, 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 no. No, I'd rather go listen to all the countless other women-fronted bands like this and listen to them. I just can't get into this. No. That one, this one boot got kicked off my phone pretty quick. It really and look, we're not even going to play any of it cuz we already played I think one single their fucking hate Donald Trump track or something one time so we're not going in anymore yep let's change this around a little bit all right we got winds of plague 
Blood of My Enemy on E1 slash Good Fight Music. This is a deathcore slash symphonic metal band. This is their fifth full-length album after around four years. I really, really enjoyed this. I remember liking the tracks that we played on the show, but I think there's something about the mix of deathcore and symphonic metal that really brings everything together. Like I thought the vocals were really good, the guttural barkings, basically, Uh that he was doing (laughs) most of the time. I think they kept it really fresh. Like Deathcore can get very, very lazy. And it yeah, can get very I was about stale. To say, I feel like there's a thousand bands like this, but there's only 10 I would say do it well. Yeah, and this is one of them that fucking do yep. it well. And so maybe it's not Deathcore because I actually like it. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> and you know, Jackson and I used to talk about this. I do tend to like more Deathcore bands than some other people, but that's not my normal thing. I will go see them in concert because I think they do a great yeah. job live. But I really like this. I enjoyed this album a lot. Maybe it's because all the other albums are pretty shitty. <laughs> but That's I, exactly why. I, I don't know. I think I like it. I, I think I'm a fan. I think the instrumentation is done very well. I think the vocals are done well. Come on, those drums. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, I enjoyed it. Did you ever check out many of their music videos? Because they are absolutely awesome. <laughs> yeah, they do a pretty good job with artwork and stuff too, right? Yeah, I, I watched like I think I watched ten of the music videos before we uh, did the show today. Um, I started with some off the album, but then I just kept going through the uh, suggested videos. Yeah, almost every video looks as good as the last. Nice man. Yeah, there's a lot of really positive stuff about this album. Oh yeah. I hope people give it a chance, even if they're like, "Ah, oh, deathcore, we don't want to listen to this." Give this a chance because I think they do a lot of stuff right here. Yeah, I would definitely give this one a look. If you want to hear maybe Deathcore-ish, I would say, in a very, very excellent way, this would be a good place to look at it. I agree. So why don't we take a listen to From Failure Comes Clarity. So once again, that's Winds of Plague, Blood of My Enemy on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Next up, another quick one. This is Endure with American Parasite on Sumerian Records. This is an electrono rock synth industrial EDM band. Yeah. And I had never heard of them. I don't think we've ever played a track on this show for them, if I'm not mistaken. But it turns out that this is Spencer from Periphery's side project. And he's been working on this for like a long time. I think he did everything on this album. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I would say, Sumerian, you might have got too busy thinking about your movie. I <laughs> <laughs> forgot about music here for a minute. Um, I didn't like this. Uh, this was ugh. This was disgusting. I have two things to say about this album. One, Spencer has a great voice no matter what he's doing. 
Yeah. He's very, very talented, so I'm going to give him that. Second is, this is what I imagine robots having sex to. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. I try to be. I try, you know what? I try to be as accurate as possible when I'm doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no robot sex sounds for everyone. You can listen to no. that on your own time. Next up, we have Power Man 5000 with New Wave on Pavement Music. This right here is one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. Cold World? New Wave colon Cold World. <laughs> I, okay. I almost seriously, I can't believe they've been around for over 20 years. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense to me. I don't know what they were trying to do with this album. It was like they were trying to bring back New Wave in the worst possible way. Yeah. Um, this is cold world status. That's all I have to say. Dude, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I love it in my music when you take the title of a track and repeat that fucking shit in every single <laughs> chorus and just say the same thing over and over again. It's like, oh, we have a meh title. Let's just repeat yeah. the fucking shit out of it. All right? Let's just repeat it, baby. Repeat. I got physically ill listening to this. I made myself forget about most of it. As you should have. And the only thing yep. I can say to end this out, really, is it's too bad that only one of their father's batch of sperm had any talent in it. <laughs> and you'll understand that if you know the background of Power Man 5000. Oh, boy. So, fuck you, Power Man 5000. <laughs> Starting a fucking war with them. <laughs> I can't believe I listen to that fucking album, seriously. <laughs> I would rather listen to Gossip. Oh, water Parks? Yeah, I would listen to fucking Water Parks over that. <laughs> and by the way, fuck Water Parks, too. <laughs> Enjoy your fucking fame while you can. Their stuff sucks so much ass. <laughs> That whole Ian hates title is really like meaning what it people think it means this episode. Yeah, it really is. Today <laughs> it's it's strong. Yeah, normally it's everything that I love and now it's just literally things that I hate. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I might have two positive things less, left to say today. Yeah, you have a lot of negativity as well. You know, I'm going to blame oh, you. Yeah. You br you brought me down, Dave. <laughs> you brought me down <laughs> to your fault. So next up we have Hotel Books with Equivalency on Equal Vision Records. Now look, I am not going to trash him. This is just not my style. I can't do spoken word. I just can't do it. No. So I think he's talented. Uh -huh. I actually like it a lot when he does a guest vocal spot because I think it's normally the juxtaposition of that with the bands that we normally listen to. I think that works very well. But for him himself, I just can't listen to that stuff. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think he's a good person and has you talent, think he's a good especially person. in writing. Dave, that's so but, nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did I did meet him. Oh, okay. That's good. Just like you. This is nothing I can... I don't know when I would listen to spoken word. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're in the hotel books, I mean, that's... You have another album, I guess. I liked it when he had... um When he did a... I think he was on a JT Woodruff track or... Um, they were featuring each other. I forget who was on which track, but it was a really good song. Yeah, I don't remember that. 
It was, I think it was a JT Woodruff album. Oh, yeah, that. yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. For some reason, I almost thought JT Tolis from Famous Last Words. I was like, what? Whoa. Okay. Now I got it. <laughs> but what I will yep. also say is there are like two tracks maybe, maybe three on this album that actually have choruses. Like they actually, yeah, which I like. and one, he's making fun of himself for it and making fun of the audience for it, which I also found funny. <laughs> but there are a couple yeah. other ones there that are legitimate. So if you need structure, you can actually listen to those. But the rest of them don't really have that kind of structure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. Nope. Next up, we have Def Havana, All the Countless Nights Reworked on So Recordings. So if I'm not mistaken, we didn't review this when it originally came out. And then now they've taken the entire album and reworked it. Similar to the new Amorosa, I guess, or something. Yeah. And then also yep. added the original album to it. So it's like 27 tracks with like a few bonus tracks or something. If you're a Def Havana yeah. fan, have at that shit. But I'm not. Okay. I think they're talented, but I do not like that style of music. So have at it if no. that's your thing, but we're not really going to review that. No. Maybe they reworked it. Just They were just hoping Ian would finally talk about their album. <laughs> That's normally why people make music. Will it be on <laughs> Ian Hates Music? The next album, Death Havana, will be Damn It, Ian, <laughs> Damn it. cover this. Next up, we have Weezer, Pacific Daydream on Atlantic Records. And literally, the only thing I'm going to say about this, Weezer have now become what they made fun of for years. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. And I, I will back that. Let's just go on to the next one. <laughs> Next up, Spirit Box with their self-titled EP, and it's an independent release. So this is rock, metal, experimental, I would say. Yep. Seven tracks, and this is Courtney and Michael, their husband and wife, X, I Wrestled a Bear Once. And there was some controversy because people, people really didn't know what was happening with that band or not. Apparently, they have left, but the band could still be together. Huh. could still be that'll there. that'll be unique it's a unique band so even yeah. though she seemed to be the driving force of that band uh-huh. if they want to go find someone someone else who's talented like they could easily do it yeah definitely yeah so this is a lot different from i wrestled a bear once if you're looking for that look elsewhere because that is not yeah. what this ep is this ep is really it seems to me anyways to showcase courtney yeah, I will say it is one of the highlights. Yeah, no, absolutely. I really like the CP. I thought I've always yeah. thought that her vocals are good, whether they're clean or unclean. But these really, uh-huh. it's like 50 50, right? On clean yeah. and uncleans. Yeah. And I think she does a fucking great job in all of it. And it's just good music. Like, I enjoyed everything. I think Michael did a great job. I think it's it's just them, and they haven't announced who the drummer is. Apparently, the drummer or the drums anyways, were mechanical. But I thought it sounded good. Okay. Like, I thought all of this sounded really good. Yep, I kept this one on my phone for um, to really get me by this, this past week's release. <laughs> so I would say this is definitely maybe the biggest highlight for me of the week. Nice. That's good to hear. I said something positive. You, you did. You did it. Well, what track would you like to hear? Uh, my favorite track was track five, Everything's Eventual.
for this week, it's almost like it's an extra big kudos to be on the good list. Yep. <laughs> it is. It, it's not that hard to do either, you know? <laughs> just make good music? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only everyone could just make good music. Yep. So once again, that Spirit Box with their self-titled EP, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have the Color Morale Artist Inspiration Series EP, and this is on Fearless Records. This is, as you could probably tell, a cover EP. There are four tracks, and they cover Comeback Kid, Thrice, Coldplay, Jimmy World, and Misery Signals. I think I said four. That's five, right? Uh, yep. And I am a Color Morale fan, but this was not my favorite. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, this was didn't that... inspire me to do shit. <laughs> inspire me to turn fucking channel. Yeah. If there was a channel to turn, I would have turned it. Instead, yep. I pressed the next button. Next, next, next. <laughs> yeah, man, it was tough. I mean, they didn't do anything with the tracks. No, not at all. Total letdown for me. Yeah, it really was. I was really expecting something more. So I was kind of dreading this week's release to begin with because I didn't like many of these. But then this color morale one kind of came up as a surprise. So I'm like, shit, yeah, someone to save the day. Then I played it. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work. And the only thing I can say good about this is, hey, at least they didn't put it out the same week as Crazy 88 is going to put theirs out. Yeah, maybe that's why they changed it. <laughs> it might be because Crazy 88 is going to blow all that shit away. Oh, yeah. One of the points of making a cover album is to give it your own flair, to make it yours in some way. And there just didn't seem to be any passion in that cover album whatsoever. No. If, yeah, if you're going to do some covers, make it different like Crazy 88 does or like uh that punk goes pop i think the only band i would two bands capsize and dance gavin dance stood out to me as bands that would put their spin on it so take notes next up we have limbs with their sleep ep on equal vision records this is a post-hardcore hardcore band six tracks each <laughs> this is what i laughed at each title had one word and was all caps Yes, they're yelling it. <laughs> they were yelling those right at us. Yep. But yeah, I thought this had good mid-range uncleans and a good balance between unclean vocals and clean vocals. I really like this EP a lot. I don't think that they're breaking any real new ground, but I think they knew that, and I don't think that was the point. And I know I've said that before, yeah. but there are bands like that. They just put out good music, and they put out what they want to. And I really enjoy this. I would go see them live in a second. Yeah, I think I said earlier a couple episodes ago that I did see these guys live once. Yeah. They are the most intense band I've ever seen in person. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this also lifted up the week a little bit for me. Um, I'm sure they released this EP simply because they have had these songs and have been playing these songs for a long time. And now they got signed to Equal Vision. They, have, they need to put something out there really, really quick. Right. So there'll be more to come. Yeah, I think so. And I, I'm sure they put a lot of work into this. And you can tell. I think this is oh, yeah. really done well for what it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, They've been really open on social media, too, about um how they never really made money as a band before. And um, this is their first time ever putting anything up for sale. <laughs> yeah, go support them. Yep. Well, what track would you like to hear? Well, my favorite track would be their single we've already played before. Right. So I'll trick it up and play uh, How About Ruin? 
You got it. So once again, that's Limbs Sleep EP on Equal Vision Records. Oh, Dave, we saved the best for last, baby. Woo! Oh, I've been stretching. I've been clearing my throat. I've, I'm ready. <laughs> so up last, we have The Used, The Canyon on Hopeless Records. I am not going to explain to people who The Used are. You should already know this by now. But this is their seventh full-length album that's not considering acoustic or live albums or anything like that this is their first album without quinn their founding guitarist and this is their first with new guitarist justin who used to be in Sayosin. Yep. so that's a big thing to note as well yes it is <laughs> so you know there's the backstory of me being in an ap article and i say article with quotations yeah a poorly written, yeah. <laughs> yeah, piece of shit, yeah. And I got there because I had made a joke about the track over and over again. I am going to restate for the record. That song is absolute trash. It is devoid yes. of anything that makes it good music. <laughs> and it is yep. the used worst track ever, period. Agreed. Except, I mean, you can go back a couple albums to when they were trying to be jock rock, and there's some really yeah. bad stuff there, but nothing as bad as Over and Over Again. And it doesn't matter what yeah. Over and Over Again means to the band, it's a bad song. Yeah, that also will make my top 10 worst songs I've heard this year. <laughs> I would say the same. Yes, I absolutely yep. agree with that. So when I listened to this, I skipped over. Yeah. But here's the deal, though. I am not going to trash this album. And I'm sure I could have played a character and I could have gone into all the shittiness that is this album. I could have done that. This is 17 tracks with really not much filler in said tracks. Yep. I mean, there are a couple openings to some tracks, but that's about it. And let me say tracks one more time because I can't stop saying it apparently. But <laughs> this is not a bad album. It's just not what the use used to be and it's not even saying yeah. that they're not like what they used used to be it's not even talking about the first two albums or anything the use have always changed their sound throughout their entire fucking yeah. career the difference between <laughs> the fucking second album to the first album is a world of uh -huh. difference it's a world of difference so this is just to me another way that they were changing because like i mentioned before they were trying to be jock rock for a long time and that's why the crowds at use shows are some of the worst. Like you have I Prevail that has 14-year-old girls and frat guys. It's almost the yeah. same mix at a use show. It's so weird. You see <laughs> these huge jock guys take off their shirts and start running pits and throwing little girls <laughs> around. It's the weirdest fucking thing. So they're not that. There's something different in between. They've made some different yeah. type of used genre. 
and I'm not. Yeah, sure. they stepped out of a genre that we would typically talk about on the show. Right. It's pop. Um, yeah, it's so. I mean, I'm. I don't. I don't like this genre. However, I can tell. You can definitely tell by the opening track that he really does care about this album, and he. This is just who he is now. I would say so. It's not that he's not trying. It's just it's a different genre. <laughs> so let me ask you about that. So the first track for you, it starts yeah. out with like a minute and a half in what seems to be like if they were doing a commentary track. Yeah. An interview guy who I think was, I don't know who it was, but it was awful. But he was asking yes. Bert why he does music and why he does these things. And Bert was talking about apparently a friend of his that committed suicide i think as well and this friend uh-huh. of his and if i d- i might have the story wrong but i did read actually i did read an article i'd like to thank john for sending me the article because i did go ahead and read through it and it's interesting i mean they recorded this all to tape so it's supposed to sound like it's live like they did it everything with the instruments in studio in one place i think i don't think it sounds that much different than any other typical used thing and the difference, yeah. there's still lots of processing for it. But so that opening track, though, if I have the story correct, it's about his friend who passed away, I think by suicide or drug overdose. Uh-huh. And that friend was someone who had given his ex-girlfriend, the one who took her own life, he had given her the drugs. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say this all allegedly, but I think that's the story. Yeah. But he basically okay. says that this is why he writes all the songs that he writes is because of this uh-huh. person. And it's supposed to be like, if I had five minutes to talk to this person, what would I say? And that's what the first track goes into. And the rest, uh-huh. he specifically brings up the girlfriend who committed suicide. He brings all that up. It's a very literal track later on that goes through that. Yeah. But it seemed very strange to me that you would want to open an album almost like you're trying to garner sympathy from people Mm -hmm. because that seems like more of something you would just talk about in an interview and not necessarily open an album with because we already know that you're supposed to be emotional. If you look back at a lot of used records, you know that. But maybe they're reestablishing, hey, we're not jock rock anymore. Here's what we really are. So they're trying to reset? I don't know. Yeah. The interviewer or whoever it was, that end of the interview was very awkward. I could just tell they felt awkward. (laughs) It really did, at least to me, but maybe I'm, like I said, maybe I'm heartless and soulless because I know a lot of people (laughs) have been super excited for this. They've talked about it. They've been like, oh, the U's will always have my heart. You know, whatever you want to say. I'm able to cut out bands that I don't like their music anymore and still love their old stuff. Oh, yeah. I've done that with plenty of bands. Yeah, so that's the way I am with the U's. I love them for what they did before, but you don't have my heart anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you are not my style. You make a lot of bad music, and you don't treat your fans that great either. So I've already gone over uh-huh. that before, too. But so I am not trashing this album because I think they really tried to be different. It's 17 tracks, barely any filler, like I mentioned before. And it's just like, poppy rock it's stuff you would hear on the radio Bert doesn't have the same voice he had before there's no unclean vocals there's lots of processing but if you like that kind of stuff you're gonna love this album like I think a used fan that stayed through from the beginning all the way till now 
will enjoy this album. My girlfriend is one of them, oh. and she fucking hates this album. And it took a lot for her to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> it took, I had to I had to beat it out of her there for a while. Whoa, hey, but hey, hey watch I'm that. I'm like, stuff. hey, <laughs> give her a couple right hooks. Whoa, Do you like the album. <laughs> I like where you're going with that comedy angle, Dave. <laughs> Abuse. Always funny. Always funny. Oh, yeah. Really gets the critics going. Yeah, they're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I I don't really know completely what to say about this because it's not like it's pop music where they don't play instruments because they definitely do. You know, they add in a lot to mass that Burke can still do things. I, I don't think he can really, truly sing anymore. And that's allegedly, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. get sued for that. But he's not the way he was before. I almost guarantee you I actually got a notification the other day that used tickets were on sale. They're doing specials because they can't sell tickets yep. to them anymore. People don't go to concerts to hear other people sing the music. No. And would you really want to hear these songs live? <laughs> uh, that's a big no. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying they're bad, but I also don't want to see them live. And... I am never going to listen to this album again. Nope. It's it already got the chop from my phone. Yeah, man. there's nothing here to make me come back and listen, but I am not actually saying that's a bad album. It's just not my album. It's not my nope, use. Not it's mine. not something I'm connected to. So if you are, you should definitely check it out. But for me, this isn't the band that I love. Agreed. And over and over again is garbage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so besides Winds of Plague, Spirit Box, and Limbs, this was a really tough week. It might be one of the worst weeks we've ever had. Um, it was my it was my definitely your worst week. Toughest week. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. No, that's absolutely for sure. So let's talk about upcoming albums for November 3rd. We've got Converge, Zayal, My Enemies and I, Like Moss to Flames, Anti-Flag, Moonfall. Synapse is firing, which I have heard and which I recommend. So make sure you take a listen to that and we'll go more in depth when we have the review. Sleep on it. Friend of the show. Lilac Kings, Polaris, and then also Classic Jack put out their brand new EP this week as well. So we'll be talking about it for next week's show. Sounds like a good week. So there are things to be excited about for sure, but I guess we'll talk about it when we get there. So now it is time for a breakdown from the past. If you think we're going to kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, Dave. Breakdown from the past time. What do you have for me? All right. If as if next last week wasn't weird enough for you, it was. Yep. Can we switch? <laughs> <laughs> switch. It was weird. It was weird enough. Um, this one it it's up there. Are you familiar with Goons of Doom? Absolutely not. Okay. They they have been on Warp Tour, not too long ago honestly okay um they are a punk no like a 90s punk no with a name um, like that no way oh yeah it's coming <laughs> um 
this band has very few songs I like, but the ones I did like got stuck in my head for way too long. I would like to present you, and I'm not making this up, the song title is Fag by Goons of Doom. And by the way, it's F period A period G period because it stands for something else. But yes, it is Fag. Oh no, wait till you hear the song. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is all new to me. It took a fucking long time to get to the point. <laughs> Holy shit, man. So yes, that is a very weird band. Yes, it is. So what do you have for me? So I was going back, I think it was because of the Marilyn Manson news. And I started to think about old school 2000s new metal, which does come into my mind from time to time. And I remember one of my favorite times seeing Marilyn Manson was at the Saugus Arena. And he just destroyed the place and the opener for that show was a band called the union underground have you ever heard of them i have not so they had a very very popular track called turn me on mr dead man oh okay and it's one of those bands that had one album and they got all these like huge huge touring stuff like these huge, okay. huge touring spots, and I'm not really sure how. They have probably like three good tracks, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but it's worth bringing it up because they were at least interesting and out of the box. Now, I'm not going to play Turn Me On, Mr. Dead. Actually, you know what? I'll play two songs, all right? Because I think you have to play Turn Me On, Mr. Dead Man. And then my uh-huh. favorite, which is Revolution Man. Apparently, they say man a lot. A lot of mans. So these tracks are from An Education in Rebellion. And this album came out in 2000. Penetrate, penetrate all the simple minds. They adore what a bore, how they stand in line. Dilate, dilate, oh, what's my drug of choice? It's okay when they pay, they say I got the voice. Look at this, a motherfucker is a millionaire. Realize it's a mass that you wear. Violate, violate, such a simple plan. Turn me on, turn me on, Mr. Yeah, I love it. A fucking rock star. Yeah, I love it. I need it to 
So really, it's one of those bands that harkens back to obviously early 2000s new metal where you put out one song that's a little different oh, yeah. from what everyone else is hearing, <laughs> and then it just skyrockets yep. them. You know what I mean? Okay. And by the way, yep. the next verse in Turn Me On, Mr. Deadman, he uses the word faggot. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the show? We have never said any of those words the entire time <laughs> this show is. We have like four or five times. I know, this is fucking nuts. I guess is this I the is this the Halloween special? Anytime yep. we have a Halloween show, we just go completely off the rails. <laughs> but look, people, it's all jokes, it's all satire. They're just fucking words. All right. And by the way, it's not even like we brought it up. It's a name of fucking tracks and stuff. Like, we did not even call someone that. We're going by what the lyrics in songs are and the song titles. Yeah. And if we want to be literal, I like the track fag. So, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, that is the end of the weirdest breakdown from the past that we've probably ever done. And now, thankfully, it is time to end the show for this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Dave. End of show time. Do that thing you do. Kind of pissed I didn't get any listener mail this week. Um, <laughs> so I'm adding to how pissed off we are this week. Bring some more of that on. Pay attention to Ian. Pay attention to me. He has a whole bunch me. of conversations. I need attention. He has a whole bunch of conversations going on right now. He put out one yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. He's at this rate. We're, Ian's not going to make it to the end of the year. Nope. Enjoy him while you can. We don't know how much longer we'll have him around. So share his post too. <laughs> Look. Make sure you like his post. Send in the mail. You know what to do. Look, Dave. There are two ways that I can go. All right? One of them yeah. is from having no sleep and just constantly working on shows. And I'll just die that way. The second yeah. is once Justice League comes out. And I tear it apart, and some DC fan literally kills me. But either way, that will make this show the biggest show ever. It will be the biggest podcast of all time. Plus, Dave, I would hope that when you guys do my tribute concert in an arena, that you do show up for that. All right? Okay. And I was thinking about who we could have for the tribute show, so I have a list here actually written out. Oh, no. Um, I... I don't want to go too big with the opener, so we're going to have a mirror. Um, but then we're going to have Kellen Quinn, is it? Well, he's going to he's going to do a couple of your old favorite songs. From, and from your Gossip, boys right? from Water Parks are coming in hot. <laughs> of course they are. Yep. They're so busy doing water sports um, on each other. Do you want anyone else? That's what I have right now. You couldn't even finish the bit and put in some extras. <laughs> I'm thinking of a good closer. All right, people. Well... Dave is partially right. I probably won't make it that much longer. So listen to the show. Get those subs up. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a terrible way to promote the show. Promote me because I'm going yeah, to die. Yeah, promote me because I'm dying. I do have a ton of Ian Hates conversations out right now. We still have Grace Sorensen of Charlatan doing Ian Hates movies on the movie It, which is a lot of fun. Returning friend of the show, Adam Clark from Rarity. Returning friend of the show, Austin O'Brien from Ghost Key. Wednesday 13 Live, Beefcake the Mighty of Gwar. And 
brand new one that David mentioned, Max Santoro and Alex Honeycutt of Vesta Collide. I told you as soon as the new obsession came out at the beginning of the year that I would have Vesta Collide on this show. I started back in January. I got them in October. So there you go. Well done. Yes, that was a lot of fun. It was really great getting to know a newer band like that. New Obsession is on my top 10 list for 2017, even though I do think top 10 lists are pretty hack. We will figure out a way. Guys, everyone, we're going to make Ian do a top 10. Dave, what's really funny is for the last bunch of times, you've been almost robot voice because your Wi-Fi or something is cutting out. (laughs) Uh, Great. Yeah. Probably one of the kids upstairs downloading an Amazon Prime movie for $17. (laughs) See, it did it again. But that's okay, because we are at the end of the show, so it's fine. But yeah, make sure you listen to those conversations. There's plenty of other stuff going on as well. Hope you enjoy the angry Halloween episode. Make sure to go (laughs) ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Ian Hates Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates and Gmail, feel free. Send me hate mail. Send me stuff to talk about on the show. IanHates at gmail.com. Send me new music. There's so many great bands to listen to. That's how I listen to Synapses Firing. Send me over the album. Listen to it. Love it. Great stuff. We're going to talk about it more next week. Same with Soft Spoken. Don't forget, go pre-order their brand new track, Begin Again. I pre-ordered. I'm going to get a t-shirt, the EP, the new single, bunch of other stuff 10 bucks that's nothing and yeah i think that does it for this week hopefully i'm gonna get this out on time but really i don't know i already don't sleep and i still don't have time to get all these out because i have (laughs) another bunch of ian hates conversations coming out that you're going to love so dave that's enough out of me what are your final words it's a halloween episode so i guess i should say (laughs) guys Ah, steal as much candy from children, especially your own. It's only good because you're taking away from them and they get cavities. You got to be looking out. So I I shouldn't say don't be a douche this week because that's kind of (laughs) douchey. Don't be like Dave. (laughs) Don't be like Dave. Um, I'm about to go upstairs after this and smash this seven-year-old's candy dish. So What? (laughs) None of that makes any sense. Dave is in a weird mood. He might be drunk. He's a robot voice motherfucker (laughs) who's drunk. (laughs) All right. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So alright.